you're listening to the Wobcast with the one and only, the legendary, the insurmountable Wobby. All right, everyone, welcome back. It's part two of this week's Wobcast. I'm your host, Mike Wobshaw, along with co-host and producer Chris Corsell from TCO Orthopedic Center in Egan. We are here to talk and preview the 2018 NFL Draft, which is this week in Dallas, Texas, where yours truly will travel with members of the Vikings Entertainment Network to provide some coverage from Dallas. We will also have the draft covered for you from a more Viking-centric perspective with members of the Vikings Entertainment Network right here from TCO Performance Center in Egan, which is actually where Vikings GM Rick Spielman and all of his scouts and head coach Mike Zimmer and all of his coaches will be during the draft. And the reason I mention that, Chris, is when I tell people that, that like Zim and Spielman, they're in Minnesota during the draft. Like they're surprised. Yeah. You know, everyone thinks every team goes to the draft. They don't. Teams stay in their practice facility. So, uh, but we're going to have it covered for you on both ends. We're going to be down in Dallas with some people, and we're going to be back here in Minnesota with some people. But I welcome in Chris Corso right now to help me preview this 2018 NFL draft, which is going to be a ton of fun this year. Yeah. How are we doing, Wobby? I'm very excited for this draft. Obviously, we don't pick till the 30th overall. Um, in round one, but as we know, Rick Spielman is a man who who likes to trade, so um, expect some trades on draft day, but first we're going to look at the initial list of draft picks um, as the Vikings head um, to Dallas for the NFL draft. In round one, we have the 30th pick overall. Mm-hmm. Um, round two, we have the 62nd overall pick. Round three, the 94th overall pick. Um, then we skip round four, and, and we're into round five, where we have the 167th. Um, round six, we have a trio of picks, um, the 204th pick, the 213th pick, and the 218th pick. And round seven, we have the 225th pick overall. Um, so there's a there's a, a lot that we can do trade-wise. And, uh, yeah, you look for Rick Spielman to, to really, whether it's trade up mm-hmm. or trade down in the first round, and... Um, there's a lot of picks to work with here. So. Yeah, eight overall picks. Eight overall us, picks. Yeah. Eight yeah. overall picks for us for now, and Rick likes to get that up to ten most years. It won't surprise me if he does that again this year. Um, and then as you've noted here, Chris, the reason we don't have a fourth-round pick is because we traded that to Philadelphia as part of the Sam Bradford trade back in 2016. And then we've shuffled around the sevenths and the sixth-round picks, and we've got our original and some and other teams and others. But the bottom line is right now we have eight picks. Um, and we do have one in each of the first three rounds, so we have three picks in the top 94. Maybe that'll change, though. Maybe the Vikings trade back for number 30 and end up with, you know, four or five picks in the first 100, which is, uh, you know, also a cool way to do it. So this Wobcast is going to be a little more conversational, I think. Um, You know, we got a bunch of stuff here on our outline that we want to eventually go over, Um, but, you know, I think Maybe the overarching theme for the Vikings, Chris, and the draft this year is 13-3, and three, won our division, and we're way down at the bottom of every round. Yep. You know, we're picking 30th yep. in the first round. And so there is so much that's going to happen in front of the Vikings that there's almost no way to predict who's going to be there and who we're going to take. Absolutely. And you got to figure that a trade-out is as much a possibility as anything. Yep. Um, and you also have to think that offensive line at some point is going to come into focus 
for the Vikings. I'm not saying that's going to be the pick at 30. I'm just saying that's going to be somewhat of a focus at some point in this draft because you got five starters and you want to have a good backup at each spot if you can. So Absolutely. there are 10 spots to fill on your roster. And obviously the Vikings have made a lot of progress along the offensive line in recent years, but we'd all love to see them add some more depth. So I think to me those are the two overarching themes. Could be a trade out, and at some point we're going to take an O-lineman. Yep, I agree with that. And um, as we've noted in the past, Wabi, you've spoken to a ton of experts whether it was at the owners' meetings, whether it was at um, all these events that we've been at, and uh, we're going to take a listen to a cut up of what some of these uh, what some of these experts really think um, the Vikings will do, and then we're going to come back out of that and talk about what some of the experts have written about and who they have us taking at some of um, our picks um, going forward. So let's take a listen to what the experts think, and then we'll come back and, and give our takeaways. Hey everyone, welcome to Daniel Jeremiah's house. We made the trek. <laughs> To California, to NFL Network, it's stage four. Daniel Jeremiah talks NFL every day, but we're going to pick his brain and talk Vikings. Hey, man, thanks good for having us. Good to see you. Good to see you again. It's good to see you, too. Thanks for having us. Oh, I appreciate it. Welcome. This is uh, my we, humble abode here. We love it. We can <laughs> we get comfortable really quickly, so well, let's just get to work. All right, what we got? Let's okay. go. Well, the Vikings at pick 30. Yep. 13-3, and three, won their division, and now they pick 30th in the draft. So as someone who's been in a war room for an NFL team, what's the mindset of that team with that profile? Well, you're in, a, you're in a pretty good place, first of all. I mean, to be picking that late in the draft, you're doing a lot of things right. You have a deep, talented roster. The unique aspect with this year's team is you have a new quarterback. So yeah. um, that factors into it a little bit. I think for the most part, you can sit tight and take best available player and, yeah. and feel good about it. Um, but I still see some needs on this roster. I think when you look at the interior offensive line, getting another body in there mm-hmm. uh, would be huge. You can never have too many corners, uh, so mixing one of them in as well. Those would be the two places, if it was close, I would think one of those positions would take priority. Is it hard to not address a need when, you got, when you're on the clock and you know you may have a position of immediate need, but there's a good player there who doesn't play that position? Is that tough? Yeah, when you're this close to winning a championship, you want somebody that's going to immediately get on the field and, yeah. and help you. It's just That's just the way you naturally think. But I think the smarter move is to identify who you want and and the value place the correct value on it. So, hey, if any year, this would be the year if a guy was within 8 to 10 spots and you were in love with yeah. him, just go get him. Yeah. If not that, then when you're on the clock and, and you don't feel great about it, Get out of there. Yep. So you just got to be able to react as the board unfolds. Vikings signed Kirk Cousins. They signed Sheldon Richardson. So a lot of fans watching right now, they want the Vikings to address the offensive line. So what type of draft is this for offensive linemen? Well, I think interior is really good. Yeah. I think when you study the interior guys, there's depth throughout. I like it a lot. The tackle group, I think there's some depth. I don't think there's that, that elite caliber guy, mm-hmm. which you would never see at pick 30 anyway. Yeah. So I don't know how much that impacts the Vikings. But... Um, just the top tier is lacking it on the outside of tackle in this draft. If you get to number 30 and there's no one there that you love or there's five or six players mm-hmm. that you that you like at 30, would you be mad at Rick Spielman if you traded out? No, not at all. Yeah. Especially if you view, you know, there's a good clump of guys there. And there's, there's a formula that a lot of personnel departments will kind of use. They come yeah. up with it on the fly, but it's usually, hey, we've got, you know, three or four players at this position we're comfortable with. We feel reasonably confident we can trade back you know, seven or eight spots, yeah. and one of those one of those guys will be there. So you're constantly kind of playing that game in the draft room. You know, maybe this is lining up pretty well for the Vikings because it, it seems like, and correct me maybe mm-hmm. if I'm wrong, but it seems like at 30, if you want to get a guy who can start, yeah. it, it might be a guard, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a right tackle, 
at 30 a guy who can come in and start day one maybe? Yeah, I think you, you especially those interior guys, because there's certain teams, and we'll see how it impacts Quentin Nelson up there in the top 10, mm-hmm. but there's just that certain belief we can find these guys a little bit later on, and then you take the more primary positions in the first round with edge rushers, corners, quarterbacks, yeah. uh, and then you kind of find those, those middle-tier guys. But I think where this team is situated right now, you get a Billy Price from Ohio State that's sitting there. It'd be awful tempting. Yeah. If James Daniels, even though he's played center, I think he could play any of the three interior spots out of Iowa. If he's there, that's tempting. Isaiah Wynn, you know, Will Hernandez, that's a really good group of guys, mm-hmm. and I think they're going to probably go in the top 35 to 40. Um, so if you traded back, I'd be hesitant to go back too far because I think you'll see a run on those guys. Yeah. Hey, what's up, everyone? Wabi back with you at NFL Network. We have Bucky Brooks has joined us, at Bucky Brooks on Twitter, Path to the Draft, Move the Sticks podcast, former player, <laughs> former scout, the whole thing, and he's bringing a great look back to NFL Oh, no, Network. I got a little purple. The, you got purple got on there. Purple. You got the sweater with the tie. Thanks for joining us. No problem. It's fun to have you here. Uh, the Vikings pick 30th, which I, I know you know this, but um, what's the landscape going to be like when we get to – Pick number 30 in the first round. A lot of times when you're picking that low in the bottom of the first round, you just have to kind of settle for best player available. You don't have the opportunity to really target who's going to be there because there's so many teams ahead of you, so many players to be gone. You're trying to put yourself around the right cluster guys that are highly rated but also fit a team need. So if you look at your team and what needs to be filled, you probably need an interior blocker. The good thing in this year's class, there are a ton of guys, there are a ton of guys that are rated right at their spot. So from Isaiah Wynn to Will Hernandez, Austin Corbett, like there are enough guys that will be there that can fill the need and also merit where that pick is going to be. Yeah, and the Vikings addressed an interior blocking position in last year's draft when they got Pat Elfline. And it looks like that's going to be a hit, right? Yeah, that is going to be a hit. Yeah. He's, been a, he's been a really good player. And I forgot to mention his teammate, Billy Price, yeah. is also a guy mm-hmm. that could be in the mix there coming off the injury at the combine. But so for the Vikings, if you're looking in the first round, Best player available, you want to find someone on the offensive line. But if you can't find that, then you're just trying to find a really, really good player that can compete. And they have a number of areas where they can fortify the depth, be it in the secondary corner, trying to find maybe a nickel corner. Look, how, how much longer can Terrence Newman continue to play? <laughs> I'm not but, betting against them. Yeah, but yeah. so so there are a number of different directions that they can go. It's just about picking the right player. In the last couple of years, they picked really, really good players. That's why the team is what it is. Yeah, and it's a good position to be in a little bit, taking the pressure off of figuring out who can fit a need and just take a good player. I mean, that, that's a good philosophy. <laughs> that's the best philosophy. Like, that's how most guys in this business have been reared. Yeah. Take the best player, try not to manufacture guys up the board because you have a need, you need a certain position, so we're going to take the best guy there. Make sure that the guy that you take at the top of the board merits being up there. All right, well, on Vikings.com, we've had a segment called Mock Madness where we um, look at a, where, what a lot of the experts are, are picking in their mock drafts and where they think the Vikings will go at number 30. We've com- we compiled 20 picks um, this week, and 16 of them have the Minnesota Vikings going with an offensive lineman <laughs> in the first round. So, man, there's there's a, a lot of these guys are going with the same wow. same way. Yeah, and I mean – you know, Rick would love nothing more than to, um, you know, surprise some people and not take an offensive lineman, yep. right? And, and he wouldn't let that be the deciding factor in who he takes. That's not what I'm saying. But isn't that like how the league works so often? Yeah. Is everyone thinks this one thing's going to happen, and then something else happens? Yep. You know, and that that could happen for the Vikings at thirty. They could take a corner. Yep. They could take you know a a, a three technique. You know, because Sheldon Richardson is on a one year deal and not sure if you can retain him for next year. Need some depth there. So, um. 
you know, I won't be surprised if it's an offensive lineman at 30, but I am not saying that there's nothing else could happen. I think there are a number of different ways the Vikings could go. DN, D-tackle, corner, uh, offensive lineman. Tight Indian. end? Sure. I mean, there's a lot of different things. But that's the great part about the Vikings situation. They had a great season last year. Their roster is loaded right now. And they aren't pigeonholed into taking just one or two positions. Absolutely. They can sit there at 30 and take the best player available. Now, as we're going to go over here, um, you know, fairly briefly, um, most of these experts, they are, they are taking offensive linemen for the Vikings at 30. But I see the first one you have, Mel Kuyper, actually doesn't. Yep. His predicted first-round pick for the Vikings is a corner. Yeah, he goes with a cornerback, Josh Jackson, out of Iowa. Um, a lot of Vikings fans might be familiar with him in the Big Ten, playing some big games there. Um, Josh Jackson's a guy that we've seen his name drop a, a lot with the experts here um, as one of the picks that the Vikings could potentially go with. We've, we have his highlights on Vikings.com as well as, as, well as his prospect profile, but um, he's a very dynamic corner who... A lot of uh, experts see him being one of the top corners in this draft. So um, Josh Jackson is one of the corners, as well as Mike Hughes is another corner. I like of, Mike Hughes a lot. At a Central Florida, I yeah. Th I think Mike Hughes has got some returnability to him. You know, I've, uh, so you know, I don't mean to interrupt you, but you said no. the name Mike Hughes, and he's he's one who's kind of stood out to me. I like him. I mean, corner. I mean. You play in a division with Rodgers and Stafford and maybe Mitchell Trubisky is coming on. And like we talked about with all those quarterbacks on our schedule, um, you know, quarterbacks aren't going away in this league. There's nope. more and more good ones, and you need three, four corners. I think 11 personnel, which is one running back, one tight end, and three receivers, is the most commonly used personnel grouping in the league. Yep. So that means you're, you're going to have three corners on the field on most snaps. And Vikings fans have to remember, we don't have Captain Munnerlin in the nickel anymore. Mm -hmm. um, Terrence Newman has not signed, re-signed with the Vikings to date, so he will not be there to be a, a stable um, guy in the in, in the back end as well until we see what happens there. So right now, what you have is Xavier Rhodes, and you have Trey Waynes, and then and then the next guy on the list is Mackenzie Alexander, um, yep. who did start to play a lot more snaps last season, but he would be the third. Um, corner who would have to play a lot of snaps so yep. this is an area where you can definitely at least hit on and if you don't hit on it in the first round and you go o-line and then maybe second round you go corner um, but yeah so corner is definitely a spot that, that we're looking at for the vikings yeah. to take in one of the first couple of rounds so yeah now um, after that for the second and third round kuiper's got offensive linemen for the vikings in those spots and some of his counterparts who who do mock drafts um, went offensive lineman with the Vikings' first-round pick. In fact, Todd McShay, Daniel Jeremiah, and Bucky Brooks all have the same prediction. It's a guy from Georgia named Isaiah Wynn who played offensive guard, the Georgia Bulldogs, figuring to put a lot of players in the league from their team last year. They had a really good team, played in the national title game. Isaiah Wynn is one of them. A lot of people, Chris, I'm sure you've seen this, putting together the Mock Madness articles for the last two or three months. A lot of people have put Isaiah Wynn with the Vikings in the first round. Yeah, he's a big name in the list. Um, I've cut together all the highlights of a lot of these guys, um, video highlights going into some of our um, content on Vikings.com, and he's one of the main um, names that always appears when it comes to the Vikings. Um, a lot of of these experts note Joe, Joe Berger retired so um, we lose a guard and then you have Mike Remmers who can play tackle but he could also play guard so if you draft on the inside then you slot Remmers over to 
to the right tackle spot. Yeah. And obviously you have Riley Riley Reef on the on the left side at, at tackle. So um, and Pat Elfine in the middle. So a guard would fit in very nicely. And and when yep. you look at one of the best rushing attacks in the nation last year in Georgia, um, this is one of the guys that really knew how to protect the quarterback. Um, Jake Fromm, who had a great year as a freshman at Georgia. So um, Isaiah Wynn, definitely a name to watch. Yeah, and um, the last two we're going to go over, the Monday morning quarterbacks, Albert Breer and CBS Sports' Pete Prisco, also both went with offensive linemen, and they went with guys who are listed as tackles. Um, Breer went with Connor Williams out of Texas, who's listed as a tackle, but a lot of people think he'll play guard and then transition to tackle. So that kind of fits what you're saying, Chris, yep. um, with the versatility that we have with Mike Remmers. And then Prisco, our buddy Pete Prisco, who we love chatting with whenever we see him at, at events across the country, he's got an offensive tackle from Notre Dame named Mike McGlinchey. Um, you know, and Prisco's reasoning is, hey, you paid c- Cousins all that money. You better protect him. Mike McGlinchey could help the Vikings do that. So um, a lot of names circulating about there, but not a lot of positions. It all kind of comes back to the offensive line for the Vikings at 30. And, and here's the bottom line. If you're a Vikings fan and you're watching the first round of the draft, you want quarterbacks to be taken. You want running backs to be taken. You want wide receivers to be taken. And you want safeties to be taken. Because yep. I don't, I, I don't know that you would really predict a player in any of those spots for the Vikings at 30. But the rest of the positions you would, linebacker, D-tackle, D-end, offensive line, yep. um, you know, those are position corner, those are positions you might look at for the Vikings. So anytime a player who doesn't play the positions that your team might take, that's great news because it's pushing a guy down. So I hope five quarterbacks go in the first round. Oh, we love – we you want know? quarterbacks to be yeah. taken. We want Saquon Barkley to go number one overall. Um, yeah. If a guy like Mike McGlinchey, a captain of Notre Dame last year and a big part of their offense, um, drops to number 30, I would love yeah. – I think he would be a great addition. All, all of these guys look like – there's a deep offensive line class, and then we obviously talked about some of the corners. Um, another offensive lineman that I, I watched some film on and – cutting some of the film for vikings.com or orlando brown he didn't have a great uh combine mm-hmm. out of oklahoma um he was really slow actually in his 40 time but um watching baker mayfield just be able to run wherever he wants yeah. because that big left tackle orlando brown was taking people out um he's another guy who kuiper actually has us taking in the second round so yep, that's right um yeah a lot of these um offensive linemen gotta like what you see in some of some of the film here but um yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. You know, another thing I was looking at, too, and um, you look at since Mike Zimmer has been here in 2014, he and, and Rick Spielman teaming up in the draft. I mean, it's been pretty good. Yeah. You know, and so that that's kind of a cool thing to keep watching. 2014, I mean, Anthony Barr, Teddy Bridgewater, Jarek McKinnon, Shamar Steffen. Um, in 2015, Trey Waynes, Eric Kendricks, Daniil Hunter, Stephon Diggs. I mean, that's a that really was, good that class. That was a draft. <laughs> yeah. Um, 2016... Uh, Treadwell and Alexander, you know, you need those guys to step up. Um, Kentrell Brothers um, on the team, David Morgan on the team, Stephen Weatherly on the team, J. Ron Curse on the team. So that wasn't as good of a class as 2015, but still you got a lot of contributors there. Um, you know, and then last year, um, I, you know, I thought our draft class last year, obviously pretty solid because Delvin Cook looks looks like he's going to be a hit. You got Pat Alfline last year. So I really like the way Zimmer and Spielman have teamed up. They've hit on a lot of draft picks, and uh, that's why the more picks we can get, I think, the better. Um, I'd rather have more picks but not pick as early yeah. um, than have early picks but not have as many, if you can – 
if you can follow me on that one, because I think Zimmer and Spielman more times than not are going to hit on whoever they pick. So I agree with that. Yeah, um, quickly, um, because uh, people listening don't really care about these teams. They care about the Vikings. But let's take a quick look at the NFC North uh, when it comes to the draft. Yeah, we're, ta- we're going to take a quick look here. Obviously, some of these teams didn't have the best season last year, so the Chicago Bears will lead that off. They pick number eight. Um, a big need for them at number eight is that um, offensive line. They just drafted the quarterback in Mitch Trubisky last year, and uh, boy, would they love to protect him or maybe get him a playmaker on the outside. Mm-hmm. So um, look, looking at what the, what the experts say, a lot of them go with offensive linemen to protect to to guard Trubisky, and then sure. um, wide receiver targets. Uh, Quentin Nelson was a name I saw on a lot of the lists. Um, the guard at a Notre Dame, probably the top f- offensive lineman to go in this draft. Um, he's pretty much what they say is uh, you can't miss on him. He yeah. he set a record in in his bench press. Um, he's just a man that is tough to uh, tough to get by in the middle of an offensive line. So that that would be a name that a lot of the experts hit on for for the Chicago Bears there. Mm-hmm. So um, going over to the Lions, round one they have pick number twenty. So they're kind of right in the middle there. Um, they're another team that can use a guard, according to the experts, or a tight end, um, as well as a defensive tackle. They haven't really had um, a guy in the middle there to really. Um, Ziggy Ansa has been a good player for them, but on the edge, yeah, on, on the edge. But they need they need a guy in the middle. So, um, looking at what the experts say, those are three of the positions where the Vikings will go, uh, where the Lions will go. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost Eric Ebron this year, so a tight end might be a, a move for them there. Um, Dallas Gobert out of South Dakota State is a name there for a tight end to watch. Um, Hayden Hurst was another one out of South Carolina, um, a, another good tight end. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what they do, whether they go tight end, defensive tackle, or or guard is what the experts have. Yeah, and I, I think the Lions are a trade-back candidate, too. They only have six picks. At some point, they're going to probably trade back and get more picks. Remember, also, they have a new head coach, Matt Patricia. So uh, their GM, Bob Quinn, they both came from the Patriots. Don't be surprised if they team up to get Matt Patricia a new toy on defense, either. Uh, the Green Bay Packers have a million picks. They have a lot of picks this year. Including, um, well, they picked 14th in the first round, which I really like. I was just counting how many picks they have. (laughs) They have 14 picks. Yeah, okay. So Um, so we're happy for them. I love that they're picking 14th. Yeah. That means they didn't have a good season. Love when Green Bay was picking that high. I don't remember them picking that high in a little while here. Obviously, they went 7-9 last year. so They better draft a kickoff returner. Yeah, <laughs> because we're going to be kicking off to them a bunch this year. That's what so we're. They, hoping. Yeah, so they better get a good a good kickoff returner. Yeah, I think That's they need a I'm lot saying. of things actually. Yeah, so. all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, At number fourteen, like like we said, they need some things. A wide receiver is what a lot of people have them have them taking in their mock drafts, as well as a, a defensive back. That defensive um, backs, the corners that they have in safe, they've lost a lot of guys in that in that group um, you know, over the past couple of years. So that's kind of where they have them going, whether it's wide receiver or on the other side of the ball, corner or safety. So mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, I saw a note that they really like Derwin James out of Florida State. They should. I think that guy's a good player. Yeah, that was a, that was a note I just saw on Twitter as a report. So yeah. um, we'll see where they go. But, yeah, they're higher up than they normally are. Um, do you have any bold draft predictions? My one bold prediction is um, kind of listening to the radio this morning and hearing Mel Kuyper talk. He, he says, no way. Uh, the Browns go and don't take a quarterback at the number one pick. Um, But then he also said that he has Saquon Barkley as his number one player in the draft. Um, But he said if he was the GM of the Cleveland Browns, that he would go with a quarterback 
And then at number four, get um, Chubb, uh, Bradley Chubb out of uh, North Carolina State, uh, the pass rusher. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Browns might go and get Saquon Barkley is what I think. I okay. think there's a chance that that happens at number one. I like it. Um, they have Tyrod Taylor, so they do have a quarterback. But, man, they've passed on so many good quarterbacks over the years that it's really tough. But my bold prediction would be them going with Saquon Barkley at number okay. one. I don't really have a bold prediction, but something to me, I can't. It's something with your your old squad, <laughs> the Jets, the New York Jets. Something to me is is interesting about like they traded up to number three. They traded so, three draft picks to move up three spots from number six to number three, which is, I mean, yeah. so. But here's what I don't, what my mind can't kind of like quite understand and i'm saying i'm the one who can't understand it i'm not criticizing the jets yep i think the jets probably know what they're doing i'm saying i don't they moved up to three and what they gave up to get to where they went so they gave up a ton and where they went to was was number three it screams quarterback yep right you have to know who you want if you're moving up three spots you have to at least have an idea of who yeah be there but you don't know who's gonna be there because because the Browns could easily take a quarterback, yep. and the Giants could take a quarterback. They could. And the Giants could trade out to a team who's going to take a quarterback if they're not going to take. So what I'm saying is I wonder what the Jets' thought process was. Was it, you know what, we've looked at all these quarterbacks, and we like three of them about the same. To me, that that would be that'd be pretty pretty unique. I mean, that's odd. Yeah. To like three of them about the same. Absolutely. And to Maybe be okay they with think them. it's that first tier of three quarterbacks, whether it's Josh Rosen, and they're just okay Darnold with whoever. And Allen, and they're okay with getting one of the three, and wow. and not Baker Mayfield or or, or do Lamar they know Jackson? something we don't? Do do they know what one of those two teams is gonna do? I've watched a lot of the draft picks the Jets have taken over the years, and I don't think they know. <laughs> yeah, but these guys at the Jets know what they're doing. I mean, so I just uh, – it was just – because I would get it if, if they're like, you know what, we love this corner. Yep. Because they know the Browns aren't taking a corner and the Giants aren't taking a corner, and they're going to get their corner. Like, that would be one thing. Or maybe but they want a running back. Every, maybe they want to go Saquon Barkley. You know, but I mean, they don't know if they can get him because yeah. the Browns or Giants could take that guy. That's right. So I'm just super interested to see what the Jets do at three. That, um, yeah, that's a big deal because that, that was the big biggest trade of the draft so far yeah, was, so, was that happening. So, so I mean, uh, we're going to move on to the mailbag right now. But to me, I can't wait until the Jets are on the clock because I won't be surprised if they trade back. Yeah. Again, you know, and they're like, you know what? The quarterback we wanted wasn't there, so we traded back, got some of that capital back, and, um, you know, we're no worse for the wear. So we'll see what happens. You and I will be texting about that. Yeah, that happens. would be – I can't wait to see what, what happens with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm very intrigued. All so. right, let's wrap this thing up with some fan mail. All right, we're on to the mailbag questions, and the first one is from Josh from River Falls, Wisconsin. Okay. Um, he really likes some of the Vikings' latest draft picks in Stefan Diggs, Daniil Hunter, and Anthony Barr. Um, I love these guys. And at the age of, ages of 23, 24, and 26, I hope the Vikings retain all of them. But could it be that in the Vikings' interest to trade one of these three players for draft picks and to keep the cap space? Personally, as a fan, I'd hate it. But looking at it from a business point of view, it could make some sense, says Josh. Josh is right. From a business point of view and a football point of view, it could make some sense. Could is the operative word there. Um, it's got to be the right deal, and it's got to be at the right time. You know, the the primary goal is to retain these players. Yep. You know, because like we talked about earlier, that al- that allows you to stay out of the free agent market. If you can retain your own guys, 
that's, you know, the optimal outcome. So, um, you know, we've found a way to retain Griffin and Linval and Harrison Smith and Xavier Rhodes and now Eric Kendrick. So I'd rather keep keep going with that. And if you just get to an impasse or you get to a spot financially where you know you can't do it and maybe you've drafted someone who you think can step up, then maybe you start thinking about trading those guys. That's just part of the business. Nothing personal against any of those three players because you want to keep those guys if you can. Absolutely, and these are some of the most valuable players on the team. You have a pass rusher. You have an outside linebacker who's few and who far cover. between who yeah. can cover. And then you have a player who's just a playmaker and has done eight, eight touchdowns last year. He right. did nothing right. but impress as a fifth-round pick um, right. in Stephon Diggs. But we saw the money that Mike Evans got um, from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a big contract extension deal. So it's going to be tough to keep all these guys, and we'll see what happens in, in going forward. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, these are good problems to have. So. They are. <laughs> yep, the sign of a healthy roster. All right. The next one is from Jim West from International Falls, Minnesota. I'm not opposed to field goals in football. I do feel they have become too cheap and easy with today's kickers. I'm not a fan of the so-called one or two play drives in the last 15 seconds deciding a hard-fought game with a 60-yard field goal. I would like to see the uprights narrowed from 18 feet to, say, 12 feet. Wow. I don't know how easy these kicks easy, are. I Jim. <laughs> I haven't seen the same thing that Jim's seeing, but um, well, with, he's not, uh, <laughs> it's like there's 17 games a year decided by a 60-yard field goal, Jim. Come yeah. on, man. <laughs> I get his point, though. He says the game could still be won with the 60-yarder, but not not so easily if you made if you made them narrower. <laughs> what do you think? Well, <laughs> yeah, not happening. But I, 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 so I get where Jim's coming from. But here's how it works in the league. You don't make drastic changes like that. You yeah. don't you don't go from um, from the uprights being 18 feet to being 12 feet. You you know if you were going to do that, it'd probably be from 18 feet to 16 feet or something like that. I like, would not want to be a kicker if they're getting no. And, and that <laughs> I mean, the, but I love this this outside the box thinking. Jim's trying to find a way to make the game better, and I, I love, love it. I love that. Yeah. So that's great. This is too drastic a change, I think, and I don't think we're seeing too many games decided by long field goals at the end of the game. You yeah, know, I mean, how many game, how many extra points have we seen missed early in the game because yeah. that was made tougher yeah. um, in the previous years? So, yeah, uh, I like the outside the box thinking. Though. Yeah, me too. I it's like like, like um, for anyone who follows golf, Gary Player wants to like have uh, limited ball flights on 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 golf balls now, so guys aren't driving the ball 400 yards. You yeah. know, like Gary Player <laughs> wants to get back in the mix here. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think we're gonna see anything like that happen where we're gonna make it even tougher on. On the kickers, and and if there is a change, it's not going to be that drastic. Yeah. But uh, keep coming at us with ideas like that, though, because no, we, we like love those. reading them and talking about them, and some of the best ones we'll put on the Wobcast. So, all right, thanks, Chrissy. Appreciate all your work. This was um, a fun two-part um, Wobcast this week as we previewed the 2018 NFL Draft and went over some other Vikings news that's happened over the past couple of weeks. Lots of action to come here over the next week or two. We're going to have the draft. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Then we'll react to the draft early next week, and then we'll have rookie mini camp the following weekend as the Vikings offseason program hits full throttle here in the month of April and we edge closer to May. So on behalf of producer and co-host Chris Corso, I'm the host, Wabi, signing off for now. Hope you enjoy the 2018 NFL Draft. Stay tuned to Vikings.com and the Vikings social media platforms to stay on top of all the news that's coming from Minnesota regarding your Vikings and from your favorite sports league, the so National yeah, Football League. Thanks everyone for listening.